What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. I'm super excited today. I have, I'm actually like low key got a crush. You know, <laughs> I'm a super fan. His name is Justin James Dumar. He is one of Chicago's producers, sound engineer, composer. You actually do it all when it comes to music. Yeah, I try to. Um, I just, you know, I, I've been doing music my whole life. So it just made sense that through the years, I kind of learned each discipline along the way. Sure. Yeah. And I've actually, I like, I follow you re religiously and I actually <laughs> downloaded some of your music and some of the Thank people you. you work with. So why yes. don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about your background? So my background is uh, I'm a producer, uh, audio engineer, um, and all kinds of stuff. I do a bunch of digital creative as well, uh, whether it's editing or filming or motion graphics or just anything, design. But, um, but yeah, my main background for what everyone does know me for is being a record producer. I work with bands and artists and singers and songwriters and just help bring those music pieces to life. But you also do some of your own music too, right? You don't you make some of like you, I've heard some of your own songs. Yeah. So naturally with working with a whole bunch of people and bands and artists, you kind of get the itch to just do stuff yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean, on my own free time, when I do get free time, I, um, I make some music for myself. I write my own songs and collaborate with some people on personal projects away from being in the studio with bands and artists and stuff. Yeah, you are super, super duper talented. I love watching what Thank you post. You. And, and I actually met you through one of our mutual friends that you work with is Jocelyn Garrett. Yep. And you helped her um, produce her albums, correct? Yeah, she's an amazing person. Funny story. I met her almost like a decade ago on North Ave Beach in the city. And we kind of met there. We made connections. And Jocelyn's been working with me since I had a studio in my apartment, my parents' basement, you know what I mean? And to, to be working with each other and eventually be the head of a studio now and she's still working with me or we're working together is, you know, just a beautiful thing. And it goes to show how far relationships go in the industry. Absolutely. And we just talked about this before we jumped on here is that we are all connected somehow. It's, it's, it's actually kind of bizarre. If you talk to somebody long enough, you are going to find out how, are you, how you're connected to that person one way or the other. Absolutely. It's definitely a small world. It's a small industry, even within just Chicago. But I mean, yeah. I have friends in LA and New York and wherever, and it's still a small world. You just yeah. never know who you're going to run into. And your reputation really means everything. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, you know, I actually have some like, you know, typical questions. What sure. do you love the most about what you do? Um, I think what I love about what I do the most is working with different energies and different people. And then you kind of take a piece of that and you, it, it, it turns into like who you become because sure. I work with such a diverse eclectic group of individuals so i think that's the best part is being able to because if it wasn't for music i may not chill with some of the people yeah or met some of the people that i've worked with you know what i mean sure sure i mean music definitely is a universal language 
Absolutely. So I feel like that actually brings you, like brings people together in different ways. Um, with what, what actually brings me to my next question, question, when you're working with a new artist, and especially it's not something that you typically would listen to, like how do you go about your creative process with them? Um, so I think for me through the years, why people do like working with me is I've learned to be adaptive into each environment. So I've never put myself in a box. So I'm able to work with new people and I'm just able to work with them and understand where they're coming from and, and understand that it's a collaborative process. I never, I always throw my ego out the door and it's just easy for me to, to work with new people just by, you know, catching a vibe with them. Yeah. Yeah. You do seem like you're just like that cool guy. Like you, <laughs> you go with the flow, like you get, you know, get along with everybody, which is good. Always. It's, it's yeah. a good way to be. I'm very similar. Like I get along with everybody until mm -hmm. they, unless they go like rub me the wrong way, then it's like, that's it. Like, sure. Oh, I mean, I'm I've like, had, pl I've had plenty of those. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. Especially in the music industry. I'm sure that you'd, you've come across some unique characters for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in regards to like doing, so you have done your own music, you mm -hmm. are, you are an artist yourself. What do you have any plans for the future for yourself as an artist? Mm, you know, it's never like, so I don't think I ever have a plan because I remember for the longest time I used to always be like, how do producers get in the studio? Like, how do they get a job at the studio? And over the, over the course of the years, I ended up here. And so I just try to not have a plan. I just try to work day by day and make sure that I'm consistent as a person, as a producer, as a creative. And I know that in the long run, by just being con like um, consistent every day, that it just becomes who I am and, and that'll just pay off in the end. I totally agree with that. So like, I mean, I can relate when it comes to my podcast. Like I didn't, I, so after I, like I did the fashion design thing and I loved it. It's just so incredibly expensive and you have to invest so much money to become successful. So then when I was done, I'm like, I got this email to do a podcast. I'm like, that sounds like fun. And so I started it and it's just evolved. And I, like the more people I talk to, I'm like, yeah, let's just let, let's do an episode together and just get you out there. And now I'm part of Scene Chicago and mm -hmm. I'm doing like the exclusives for people. And yeah. it's just fun. If I can help anybody build their brand by just talking to them, because I'm like socially, I'm like, I'm just a social person just naturally. <laughs> yeah. So this just makes sense for me, you know? But yeah, awesome. I get that. And the more I just keep showing up being consistent, yep. the, the better, the bigger it's becoming, the more people I'm getting to talk to. And it's just, it's just fun. I really enjoy this. It's, it's a yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the reputation goes a long way. So when you just really embed your work ethic into yourself, it just, you know, people see that and they can genuinely feel that. And then that's when all the great relationships happen. Oh, so is that why you said yes to me? Yeah, dude, <laughs> this is awesome. I love it. <laughs> So what, okay, you've done some collaborations with the people that you've worked with. What are some of your favorites? Man, I, it, it's going to be all of them. I can't, I can't uh -huh. pin one down. <laughs> and, I, and I only mean that because every time I approach music, it's always like, how do I step up? Like, sure. how do I, I always learn something from the previous piece of work yeah. or we, we gain some better relationship and understanding the more I work with certain people. And it, I, I never try... Like, I just always try to approach every piece of work that's going to be better than the last. Sure. Well, do yeah. you have a favorite genre? 
Um, I think through the year, I, I get asked that a lot. And I Do think really? it's, I, I, I don't because it depends for me being in music. It just depends how I feel. It depends on the day. I could be summertime riding on my motorcycle wanting to listen to hard rock. I could be going into the city wanting to listen to some R&B or electronic music like country. Like, I listen to really? it all. Do you yeah. listen to country? <laughs> I listen to everything. I cannot. Like I love, uh, I love almost everything but country. Like I don't know, there's something about it that, like maybe I think I've tied a stigma to it, and yeah. that's why I have not <laughs> opened my mind, opened my mind to it. I don't know. But no, uh, you're all good. I just I listen to everything, so it really depends. I have appreciation in in every genre. Well, that's your business, so you kind of have. Yeah. To. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of Harley riding into the city, so you are bit you have you, one of your big hobbies is you know you have a motorcycle. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> I know you do. So tell us a little bit. You actually just started a new page, and you're doing, yeah. and you're gonna, you're doing YouTube's um, while you're on your motorcycle too now, right? Yeah. So the funny thing is, I literally worked 12, 15 hour days when the world wasn't shut down, yeah. and so now that I have nothing but time to just kind of work on music, I decided to finally start the motorcycle moto vlogger YouTube channel while I have all this time. And so it was crazy because I like designed the logo and like built that brand in like a week. And I've just been having so much fun. And it's been nice to kind of actually get out of the studio, which sounds crazy. But for me, it's like, I'm in there every day. No, so, I, know. Yeah. I follow you. So I can tell like you definitely put in a lot of hours, but I love that your new page that you started for that because I'm a big fan of of riding, excuse me, and I had my own motorcycle. And I just like, I miss, there's a sense of freedom that comes with that. And like, you look like such a badass, badass <laughs> on your motorcycle too. I'm like, woo, look at him. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, can I jump on the back? Yeah, dude, it's, uh, it, it's definitely fun. And I think that's why I'm addicted to it is like that, that specific feeling of being on the bike and, and just being able to ride wherever and, and all that. Hopefully you can get back into it. Hopefully, you know, eventually one day I'll get another motorcycle of my own. I remember when I, so I had a 1200 Sportster, like I told you before we started recording mm -hmm. and I was like itching for something faster and bigger because I had wow. had it for a couple of years and you know, like that's the natural progression with having a motorcycle. Of so like I, before my husband passed, I was, we were starting to look at bigger bikes and I was, just, you know, yeah, I'll get back there because I miss it. I, I just know that one thing even though I joked like I want to be on the, on the back of your bike, I don't really <laughs> ever want to ride bitch again. <laughs> you want to be riding. What's that? Said you want to be yeah, riding. Exactly. I remember. So like I was like probably one of the only females. We'd go out in a big, you know, big group of, of motorcyclists. And yeah, yeah. Um, we just go on these long rides on the weekends. And I was like the only female that rode her own, own bike. So like, <laughs> there's like, there's a sense of like, yeah, man, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That and, um, you know, I think a lot of women are, I think it's not as taboo anymore, but I yep. think a, lot, a lot of women are, were, were once pretty scared about that and like maybe yeah. defem defeminize them, but I don't think so. Like, no, it's definitely changed. I mean, I even on Instagram follow a bunch of women writer blogs and they're super cool. And it's just a whole new generation, even including myself, because my dad rides a Harley and I grew up riding on his and he's kind of that old school Harley you know, culture with like bandanas, leather chaps, bunch of patches. <laughs> oh, I love so, it. Yeah. So, so yeah, just a whole new generation of riders. And it's pretty exciting to step my foot into it because I'm also a new rider myself. Like I've only been riding for maybe three or four months. 
Oh, really? Okay, for yeah. some reason I thought it was a little bit longer. Oh, wow. It just it just looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're just a natural, you natural at it. So there's nothing I love it. So I have one more question. And I, like, I just came into my mind. So you've got a sure. lot of tattoos. Yeah. So you have a lot of stories behind them. I love this. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I have tons of tattoos. I've been getting tattooed since I was maybe 16. Okay. My first tattoo was in the Philippines. I went on a family trip okay. and my dad's heavily tatted. Uh, shout out to my parents, by the way. I love them so much. Um, I love that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, they let me get tatted in the Philippines for my first one. And then ever since then it's trickled everywhere. Um, I think my favorite is going to be on my left arm. I guess I'll try my best to bring it out. It's actually a piece for my daughter. Uh, let's see. Oh, anyway. okay. Very cool. So anyway, it's, it's a, a bunch of roses. It says her name and a clock with uh, the time she was born and a little ribbon with her birthday on it. Oh my gosh. How old is your daughter? She's three. Oh, she's young. Oh, she's, she's a little baby. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Or maybe maybe a girl now because, man, if three years is like – they're pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I have a niece that's three, and wow, I'm like, whoa, you're going to rule the world one day because it's like you look at these little people like, how the hell did you get so smart so fast? I know. <laughs> you know it's I mean? crazy. I'm excited. I think it's probably the most amazing thing is being a young father even at that because um, she, I can get her in the motorcycling, music, yeah. and all the creative stuff. And she's just a, a beautiful, intelligent little little girl. Oh, I love it. So cute. So do you have any plans <laughs> for more tattoos in the future? I feel like that's going to be never ending. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I just always want new tattoos. It's just a matter of money. Yes, <laughs> they're expensive. So I have a couple. So I, ha I have like, I think seven or eight. And mm -hmm. I'm, I would totally get a sleeve if I knew what I wanted. Like I, I'm that kind, yeah. of, kind of girl that could pull a sleeve off, but it has to mean something to me because every single one I've kind of like drawn or it has meaning, but it's like, I don't even know what I would cover my whole arm with, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? It'll just come to you. I mean, for me, it's like, I never knew, actually I did kind of know for a little bit that I wanted to do my entire neck, yeah. but um, I don't know when you just know, you know, and you just do it. <laughs> yeah. I had to hurt. Did that hurt? It definitely hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had gotten one, and we'll wrap this up. But I had gotten one in the back of my neck, and that was probably the only one that hurt. And I remember, like, I, so I was with my, my late husband at the time. We got matching ones. So I drew it up, and, like, you know, I, I can draw a little bit, but I'm not the greatest. Um, and I remember, like, everything else is fine because we got a couple of the same. And he was like, did that hurt? I said, yeah, I was sweating my ass off. I was sweating because it hurt so bad. And when you're laying in the chair, you're just laying there. You know, you're not like, I'm not one to bitch and moan. I'm just, mm -hmm. I just want to get it over with. Right. But I remember I was just like. <laughs> they, they hurt. Even for me, it doesn't even matter. People think that just because I'm heavily tatted that it doesn't hurt me anymore. But it's like, man, even the smallest tattoos, like they all hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like little pinches, little pinches. Yeah, I, I, I go through it, but yeah, they all hurt no matter what. Well, Justin, like, I'm so thankful for you coming on this episode. Um, can you please let everybody know where they can follow you and support your journey as an artist? Yeah, well, I mean, I work with so many people, but everybody just follow me on Instagram at Justin James Dumar. And that's probably where I'm just the most active, but yeah. And your motorcycle one. What's that one? Yeah, the motorcycle one's called Iron J Moto. So if you guys follow me there and you're in the motorcycle stuff, follow me there. Very cool. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody today? 
No, just, you know, thank you. I'm, you know, very appreciative for you having me on this podcast. Um, it's a beautiful thing when people come together and especially during a time like now and using technology to, to make this happen. So kudos to you thank for you. making this happen. Absolutely. I love it. This is great. Thank you again. All right, everyone. This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. As always, I appreciate your support and I'll see you next time.